Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Lovely In the words stuff. of Shaking Stevens, lovely stuff. In the words of what? Shaking Stevens, that Christmas song. A good, good. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Which I think I said on the last thing I thought was Paul McCartney. Yeah. It is Paul McCartney. No, Shaken Stevens. No, Merry Christmas, everyone. What's the Shaken Stevens one then? All around me, children playing, Mm -hmm. having fun. That's Paul McCartney. That's Shaken Stevens. Absolutely is not. Is that not the Paul McCartney one? No, his is the moon is right. Wait, so Paul McCartney's, the moon is right. The moon is right. The moon is right. Is that the one? one? Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) It's the same song, isn't it? It's the same song. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. What was the other one? Simply what, what are we doing? Are we doing what are Christmas songs? Simply having. What's another what Christmas horrible song? Wait, so what's the, cor- what's the chorus of the Shaken Stevens one? Merry Christmas, everyone. They're very, they're very similar. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Well, yeah, they're not dissimilar. I don't know which one's my favourite Christmas song. I'll tell you why you think they're similar. They've both got the word Christmas in. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Both lyrically about similar things. Yeah, similar things. Hello, and welcome to Do You Love Us, uh, a critical analysis of the history of cultural impact and music of Manic Street Preachers. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool. With me is Lucas Way. <gasps> Hello. And Steve Murphy. Hi, don't like the and fact that they switched around now, but go You on. join us for a very special bonus episode. We're going to do the same thing that we did with Everything Live, but we're going to do it with leaving the 20th century. Um, there's no point mucking about. Uh, get your DVD ready. Get it on, you know, pause. I've got my DVD here. Look, you see that, guys? I can see it, uh, yeah. Just um, holding that up because we're again on Zoomus what's doing the front, this. What's the front cover? There you go. It's... it's Nicky jumping. Legs. Nicky doing a great little jump wearing some cool little tights. In it. Um, so 
I'm ready to, we're going to talk along with the thing and do some stuff. And <laughs> it'll just be like we're all hanging out. And you can watch along and hang out and do some stuff. Adam has a parcel delivery very soon. That's true. I need to be keeping an ear out for that. Um, Are we going to keep recording if that parcel comes? Absolutely. Well, yeah, we can't stop. Once we start the video, we can't stop. Oh, yeah. This is like the movie Speed. Do I need a Wii? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you need a Wii? Because we're, we're already... <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't take the microphone with you and we're all good. All right, are we ready? Okay. Are we ready to start? Yeah. We're doing three, two, one, and then bang. We do a three, two, one, then go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, and cool. on go is when you would... So we're technically on four. Yeah, okay. Okay? Yeah. Three, two, one. Lovely. Great Yeah. logo. Okay. Great what, logo. Uh, what an amazing 90s logo. Now, the first thing you asked me, uh, the first thing we were talking about off uh, mic was... Um, why is it called Leaving the 20th Century when you said, thought it was called Manic Millennium and, uh, Steve, you said, oh, is this the Manic Millennium? Yes. Um, Manic Millennium is the name of the gig. Yes. And the name of the DVD is Leaving the 20th Century. Well, I hate that for a start. Which is the name of um, uh, a Situationist book, I think. And obviously we've talked about the Situationist before. And there's the quote on the screen by the Situationists. Go on then, read it out. Uh, uh, okay, you want me to read it out? I yeah. think most people can read. I think you should um, read it out. Okay, uh, young, so, girl, gone. young guys, young girls, talent wanted for getting out of this and playing. No special qualifications, whether you're beautiful or you're bright, history could be on your side. Yeah. Cool. They printed it on the back of the DVD case as well, Steve, so I know you were trying to trick me, and I outsmarted you again. As is, oh look, these people running to the front of the show. Yeah. Um, so this was... Oh, sorry, go on, Lucas. Well, you know how we, like, timed one, two, three, and we all hit play at the same time? Yeah. Uh, we're not watching it on a DVD, so anyone who is watching on their actual DVD, they will be, immediately will be behind us because of the speed of reading DVDs. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, God, wow. That would be a real issue, that. They're going to be seconds. really upset. I'll <laughs> tell you what I'll do. Is I'll, I won't think about that ever again. There's a... Um, um, there's a lot of tiaras and, and <laughs> flashing lights. Who are these guys? So these are the Manic Street Preachers. Is that Liam Gallagher? That is Nicky Wire. <laughs> this is footage of them using the Newport Centre, which is one of the, the venues they played that made them feel like they made it. Um, and they're now using it as a rehearsal place, which is cool. Um, they are deep into their we dress like boring people phase. He's wearing a Mac. He's yeah. just wearing a coat. Just got a big coat on. There's Sean Moore. Uh, okay, so the big thing is this was the peak of their popularity, I think. Because, I mean, let's think about the last gig that we watched. That was what, wasn't it like 15,000 people? Yeah, so Everything Must Go had just come out, right? No, This Is My Truth had come out uh, over a year before. I'm talking about the last DVD we watched, Everything Must yeah. Go had just come out. Yeah, Everything Must Go had come out, and yes, Everything Must Go, yeah, sorry, yeah, Everything Must Go had just come out. Steve was right there, you were wrong. I, well, I got confused about what he was saying. Which happens um, a lot. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think Everything Must Go had been out for a year already by the time they played the 9X. Okay, but you said it's 15,000 people at that one, at the 9X. Yeah, and then this is 60,000 people. It's that's, their first stadium more. gig. It's the first gig ever in this stadium. 
Is it? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the Millennium Stadium. It was built for the Millennium. Oh, yeah. And this is Millennium Eve. Um, Yeah. So this is probably the peak of their career. What were you guys doing for the Millennium? uh, I was at... Go on. I was playing Donkey Kong uh, 64. Just at home? No, at a friend's house. Wow. Yeah, that's mad. I'll tell you what I did. I spent the entire night thinking the world was going to end and I was terrified. Because sounds, I'd seen that, that sounds that's like you. So on yeah. brand. That's so, so you. We were at a, a, some sort of family friend party and I'd seen on the news in the lead up to the millennium that it was that the world was going to end. So I right. I was waiting to midnight to die. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, ten nine, yep. I think this is there it. was a there was a genuine anxiety around the time and um uh, you know, like people have talked about this, that there being a little bit of anxiety around this concert, whether or not like just all the sound desks were going to shut down at midnight. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of it. Like computers, like planes were going to fall out of the sky. And, and Millennium stuff, Bug. So I think, Wait, so was this yeah. concert actually on on December thirty first? Yes, and they started later, so their set actually goes over midnight. Cool. Cool. That's cool. So it, what it was is was it was a New Year's outside. Eve party kind of thing. Did they plan a drop for midnight, like a big, you know? We well, they have a out. couple of they have a couple of video pieces that they use. So there's actually a little break in the set over midnight, and then they come back on. That's the opposite but, uh, to what I'd want them to do. All these people oh, in really? leopard print, all them in uh, spray painted t-shirts. It's cool. Yeah, it was a big deal. This gig. Um, so many tiaras. Yeah, man. And people literally dressed as Richie. That's quite creepy, actually. <laughs> Don't call. I mean, maybe some of these people are listening, Steve. Don't call them creepy. No, 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 no. Hold on. What I mean is, what, no, let me just explain. What I meant is it's creepy how much that they kind of looked like him. That's what I meant. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like this guy. Um, I think, Steve, you looked like that Do you for think? a little while. <laughs> uh, it's, I quite, it's quite impressive they actually... Also very drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you saw at the very beginning all those beers laid out on the table ready to go. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. Go on, that's what you can say. I'm so impressed they managed to actually get the, like, you know, most gigs aren't allowed to go that late because of sound restrictions. <laughs> but they were allowed to go until, like, presumably 1, one thirty in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Gigs normally yeah. tend to be, like, hard limit, especially open top stadium gigs tend to be, like, hard limit 11 close, you know? Well, I imagine they closed the roof. I also think it's the new year, so yeah, no one gives I a shit about can, noise. They, well, I think they can apply for a special license, Lucas. And it's good that we're getting into this, <laughs> and that this is the thing that you found most interesting about the Manic Street Preacher's career so far, is the licensing issues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a man uh, on, on crutches. On New Year's Eve, I was uh, at my grandparents' house, yep. uh, and it was pretty dull. Uh, but I do remember that they had bought balloons that were purple and silver, I think. That, okay, because cool. those were the official colours of the Millennium Celebrations. <laughs> were they? I had a yeah. yo-yo that was purple and silver and I loved it. For the Millennium? Or? No, but it reminds me of that time when yo-yos were a thing. Do you remember Johans? He was no. like the celebrity yo-yoer. Johans. Seems like exactly the sort of thing that you would like... And, and follow 
Were you heavy into yo-yoing, Steve? Yeah, man. I could walk the dog. I could uh, do the baby cradle. Could you do? Oh could you Look break the atom? That, that was one is. that everyone would act like was like some impressive thing. Breaking, Split the atom. Splitting the atom. Hmm. What? This is mad. Look at all this. Um, I know, right? It's yeah. a it's a full stadium, and it's, it's also going nuts already. It's got a big party atmosphere. That's the thing. That looks um, fun. Can we go there? I'd I'd love to have been there. That would have been cool. Too young, I think. Yeah. What was I? What was Ten. I in the tournament? Nine, eleven. Ten. Eleven. Yeah. I I actually remember. I wasn't just playing Donkey Kong Country 64. Oh, okay. My family went to three different parties on that New Year's Eve. What do you think they'll open with? Uh, uh, something something quick. Something quick, oh. yeah. Like, oh, you no. saw them. Big pointy shouty. <laughs> Big pointy shouty. Nikki's got a fantastic dress on. This is Nikki's strongest look. Uh, so they've oh, still got the extra Sorry. bloke. They've got Mr. Extra Bloke. They do have Mr. Extra Bloke, Nick Naismith. Naismith? Naismith? That's I a really yeah. badly timed jump there from Nicky. Uh, you leave Nicky's jumps alone. He jumped, he, he he jumped to a bit that didn't warrant a jump. It still like, was it was the, like, the gentle intro the to the song. He is constantly he's, jumping, isn't he? He's got to jump all the time. All yeah. jumping, all the time. When, when James Dean Bradfield does his acoustic sets... Just next to him is Nicky Wire jumping up and down, <laughs> doing like <laughs> scissor kicks and handstands. And you can just, because it's so quiet, you can just hear him going, yeah, 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 every time that he jumps. Is that what he does? Yeah. Yeah. See, that was a, that was a well-timed star jump, not being funny. Look at yeah, that crowd going nuts. Oh, um, this is getting me quite pumped. James is wearing like just a nice shirt and just some yeah, like man. black trousers and some trainers. He's like in sync hand raised. He hasn't gone for like let's dress up fancy for the gig at all. I think that is dressing up fancy for the gig because bear in mind last time I think wasn't he wearing like he was wearing a short sleeved shirt last time. Yeah, which is which as we know always looks shit. So I like a short sleeved shirt. It depends. It depends. No, it depends how you wear a short sleeved shirt. You can wear them open with a t shirt underneath and that's acceptable. A short sleeved shirt buttoned up is atrocious (laughs) and no one should do it. No, it looks bad when when you've got big baggy sleeves that look like triangles. Then it looks a bit. um, But if you've got like a. It's fine. I went to Italy. I went to Italy last summer and. um, Cheers to the invite. In like July. Yeah, what the hell? It was beautiful just walking around in like a loose kind of short sleeved shirt oh it's beautiful unbuttoned all the way down to your belly my button sexy little shorts on first thing i did was i fell in the lake what <laughs> lake, lake italy yes lake, I, yeah, yes I the italian lake, lake italy um you can already tell that they're so much more comfortable with big crowds than they are since the last time we saw them i was gonna life. say he looks like he's having the time of his life uh, i mean nikki always does but it looks like that james is actually yeah enjoying it. that's the thing is like James is actually like into this one. I imagine he's quite drunk by this point. He's also just turned up. I mean, if he's yeah. drunk, get tired that's impressive because he does, you know, all the, the all the work. Really, he does oh, the most of the work. There's a good chance that he's drunk. Legend. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a drinker. It's because um, he's a bloke, isn't he? It's because he's a fucking bloke. He's a like, good fucking. Bloke. We've all been in bands. <laughs> Have you ever played drunk? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, let's I'm, dr- I'm drunk for almost every performance. Oh, God. I, I've been drunk once when I was a drummer for a band, and the band weren't great anyway, let's be honest. But sure. my, Which my, one? This waiting game. Uh, oh, no, I might have been drunk for that one because I was singing, which is different. But my hegs, hegs? My hegs, hands and legs don't, weren't in sync. 
and I was just so bad. So when you so when you say your hands and legs weren't in sync, what you mean was you were being a very bad drummer. Yeah, worse than normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I used to play every every gig drunk and mostly drunk and stoned for most gigs. I would say. Yeah. I just can't Steve, do I mean, it. you've you've seen me um, at like Glastonbury where I. I've spent the whole day drinking oh, yeah. and smoking, and yes. then I just sort of wander onto stage. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lovely video of you playing in the whole tent to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> that's my superpower. Yeah. Um, does Nicky ever, like to this day, stop? Does he? Does he ever tone down the outfits? Why well, did you do that? A little bit, um, but not much. Like the first time we saw him, he was wearing. A leopard print coat, and th- but he does costume changes, Lucas. But I mean, like now does in he? 2020, when he's like 58 or however old he now Lucas, is. Lucas, you're o- Adam just said he does costume changes, and you're ignoring that. That's I mean, that fantastic. is very cool. But I mean, that's 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 par for the course for a lot of musicians these days. Actually, yeah, yeah, last time he took so. off his coat, didn't he? That was yeah. his costume um, change. Like I'm thinking of like comparing him to like Brian Molko, who used to be like full, would go on stage essentially in drag, and now he just dresses. Just kind of mildly, sure, andro- mildly androgynously, but pretty he doesn't sure wear I've seen Nikki wear skirts like recently. Uh, I think he occasionally brings out the skipping rope, you know. Yeah. Oh, this is cool. They're playing faster, and I was going to uh, say they'd open up. with this, but, but uh, then they started before I got a chance to say it. Oh, interesting. Um, Only song they're going to play off this train wreck of an album, I hope. Uh, um. <laughs> I'll let you, uh, you know, I'll let you find out for yourself. Don't look up track listings or anything. That's Lucas. definitely what he's doing. You can look at his little face. I can see his eyes. And he's got a little smile going on. Lucas, you can, you don't can see look my up hands. Just be present. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't think he does tone it. He, he tones it down a little bit, but not not to such a degree that you wouldn't be able to tell that he still does it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He looks particularly good here. He looks very. The year 2000. Yeah, but also he looks like very Nicky White. He's got his tiara. He's got a little pink sleeveless vest type thing. Well, I was going to say... spray painted the word culture slut on. Yeah, I mean, apart from that, I was going to say he looks like a nine-year-old girl that's gone to their first gig and they've got got dealy boppers on and... JDB there just did like a great like spin. Like there's more enthusiasm coming from him here than I've ever seen. They're absolutely much more comfortable, like... And also, this must feel like such a celebration for them. Yeah. Because biggest gig, biggest album, everyone's there to see them. This this episode's been released um, after we've covered This Is My Truth, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, cool. Although, actually, Steve, interestingly, we've gone a bit uh, Fast and the Furious chronology here. Okay. It actually takes place about three quarters of the way through our second episode. Does it? Yeah, what? because we, we, we mentioned the um, the Millennium gig and then went on to talk about the Masses Against the Classes. Okay, I'm with but you, right. The gig the gig that we're watching now, the Masses Against the Classes, hasn't been released yet. I'm very confused with this timeline. Okay. It's released like 10 days after this gig. Okay. Do they play it at the gig, though? They do play it at the gig, Spoilers, yeah. oh, you said don't look up the set list. Fuck they do sake. play it at the gig, yeah. But Adam's probably seen this a few times because he owns the DVD, Lucas. And, yeah, you know, him, he is so a fan. Do, and, and so do we, because we're watching this legitimately. That's true. <laughs> yes, that is true. That's fine. Um, Everything's I, fine. Now, <sighs> okay, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me here. Of course they do. They always do. 
You especially, Steve. Okay. Being a drummer must fucking suck. Uh, oh, it why? must be awful. Because, like, regardless of the size of the gig, you're still just stuck behind your drum kit. No, that's great. Drumming. It's great. Like, I'd want to fucking run around and, like, do some spins. No, and, like, I like... I'd, I like... Wanna, I'd want to get out there. I like the fact I'm hidden and I could just sort of get on with it. Yeah, but yeah, but also, isn't it not fucking knackering? Yeah, and uh, knackering. Yeah. I mean, Especially it's knackering doing any, I mean, it's knackering being on stage in any position. I mean, Sean Steve, is really going I, for it as well. You and I were in a band together, Steve. We and were. There were some bits where there were some songs where I didn't have to play guitar, and there were some bits in those songs where I didn't have to sing either. Yeah. So I'd just be kind of stood there, you know, not doing anything, looking giving deep, it, giving it the moves. Yeah, but sure. But you would still had to drum for the whole yeah. song. Yeah. I couldn't be bothered with that, mate. Well, there was also songs that we did where I didn't have to play drums. Was there? I mean, for large extended periods of the song. Oh, okay. So you get a little rest. But what I've always said about being a drummer, like, as long as you're in time, and you, if you hit the wrong symbol, I said this on one of the episodes, if you hit the wrong symbol or the wrong drum... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whereas if you hit the wrong note, Tune. even if you're in time... Yeah. Tune. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. If you if you fuck up a riff, everyone's like, oh, I fucked up the riff. Whereas you like, yeah, do something yeah. a bit different. Everyone be like, eh. as long yeah. yeah, as long as and you, even you if keep it's not sec- in time, you could maybe get away with being like, oh, well, that's on the offbeat. That it's bit. jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, I mean, like, as long as you know the song structure, you can largely improvise on drums. That's true. That's mm. true. You can be a well, but then yeah, I suppose so. But then you can be a bit looser and freer on guitar. I'm like, so even loose. If you don't hit- if you don't hit the right note, there's a good chance that you'll still hit something that's in the scale. Fair enough, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I guess so. Um, Lucas, really, would you really say... They're blowing their load early song. with this song. Lucas, would you say this is your favourite Manic song so far? Yes. Amazing. Interesting. Yeah, it's so they should, en- they should end and open with it, but they're not. <laughs> they should just play this, like, 18 times. <laughs> Have you ever been to a gig where a band has played a song twice? I think so. Yes. But Example I can't tell you what... Me. Well, I don't know if my example counts, but I saw um, one of my favourite bands at Glastonbury, uh, Lloyd Grossman and the Neo Forbidden, <laughs> <laughs> who are an absolutely mesmeric live force, and you really must see them live. It is um, something else. It's wonderful, they get, and it's they such get a tradition. The, yeah, and they have such a weird, like, such a dedicated fan base at that festival. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. But... Um, they they finish their set and they're one of those bands where if people want them to come on for an encore, they've already played everything that they have. <laughs> so they have to just play another one of their songs again. Yeah. Which one did they play? Was it Angel? Oh, it was Angel, Steve. Of yeah, course yeah, it yeah. was Angel. You're yeah. an angel and you talk dirty. You're an angel. You talk dirty and you're mine, mine, mine. Mine, mine, mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. And then there's Lloyd Grossman on his knees, shredding. Doing solos. That lead singer who thinks he's uh, Morrissey. Thinks he's Morrissey. His name is simply Valentine. Mm. Mm. Uh, Steve, what up. have you seen a band play the same song twice? Uh, Lit. Good. Guess which one? Have you seen Lit? Yeah, I've seen them twice. Oh, wow. That must have been life-changing for you. I, I sang into the microphone with, with AJ Popoff. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> AJ Popoff. Um, his... I I couldn't tell you what song they played twice because I couldn't name a single song by Lit. It, it's the only one anyone knows. <laughs> well, my I, own I worst don't enemy. Know. So... My own worst enemy. And why do they play it. it twice? Why do they play it twice? Um, because they they what they did is um they played all of uh, a place in the sun. Their 
their most popular album yeah. uh, from start to finish. Then they did some hits, and then in the encore, they did that song again. Oh, because it's on that album. Yeah. So obviously they played it second because that's where it is on the album. Yeah. Well, interesting. Um, when the Mannix toured uh, a couple of years ago, they did a tour for "This Is My Truth, Tell Me Yours," and of course, "If You Tolerate This" is uh, second on that album. Um, but they bumped it up to the end of the album when they played it live. Ah, yeah. Tsunami. Uh, I've got two examples of okay. that phenomenon. On. Uh, one was Muse recently ish. On the, most recent, on the most recent tour, they opened with an alternate version of a track, and then oh. they play the main version of the track later on in the set. Uh, and do you know who heard the artist Woodkid? No. He's like a French-American. Heard of, but not heard. Yeah. Uh, his big song called Run Boy Run, he ended with it, and then the crowd kept it going. So they finished it, and the crowd were just chanting the song back at him. And so all oh, the musicians slowly brought it back in and then went back into it and played it again. And he wept openly oh, on the stage. That's great. We all so that's wept. That's really nice. And he said, that, was, that meant a lot to me. I've had, I've had a rough tour and that was really nice. And it was oh, a lovely really moment. Nice. We had a lovely uh, emotional Link moment. in the show notes to the video of it. Adam, you can take care of that. Yeah, sure. I can do that. Uh, <laughs> We had a lovely little moment at Glastonbury. We were um, viewing them separately, but when we saw Idols um, last year, that was quite oh, emotional yeah. as well. Yeah, he I brought went his down wife the front on. with uh, with my boy Quinn. Yep, had a little cry. It's lovely. Yeah. Wait, why were you there separately, Steve? Um, we were just at separate points of the festival, and then we went to the gig. We didn't choose to meet up. We did. We met up, um, and then about three songs in, <laughs> yeah. me and Quinn wanted to go to the front. Yeah, you guys like, We're going in. Yeah. And I went in windmilling. Watched it on the back of my own, actually. <laughs> keys between the mu- keys between the knuckles. Sun was all the setting. Way to the front. I was a yeah, nice was cider good. buzz. Yeah, it's good. There he goes. He's spinning round on one leg. Can we talk about how, like, actually, like, really good they sound? Yeah, <laughs> they've um, really like uh, mastered the three-person plus a keyboardist. Is sound. that what the um, the strings are played on? Yes, it is. There'll be a guy on a keyboard going do 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 do. Every yeah. time I hear that, though, I just want an orchestra there. Well, you can hear the strings. Yeah, no, but I want a real orchestra there. Oh, really? That'd be amazing. I, I mean, how I great would it be? I they've ever done that. It'd be amazing. Actually, do you know what they did? When they, when they did the Everything Must Go 20-year um, anniversary tour, and they played the stadium in Cardiff, uh, not Cardiff, sorry, Swansea, I think, they... Um, uh, they had an orchestra with them for Everything Must Go. Yeah, Don't great. get Cardiff and Swansea mixed up, Adam. Yeah, I know. That was bad of me, wasn't <laughs> it? Probably bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he does. his voice is great. Th- yeah, this is like such a good period for his voice and his guitar playing. Although, something that does slightly disappoint me, mm-hmm. if it ever shows a shot of his feet, just have a look by his monitors. Right. And you'll notice there's no pedal board Okay, because like the guitar techs are taking care of it all about exactly at this point of the career, he's ah. he's no longer taking care of his own pedals. Interesting. So that when it, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it means he can perform. I know, I understand. I mean, you're about Adam. I get it. Your yeah. music is all about the pedals because you do loops and all sorts. So that must really annoy you. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just like I like I like guitarists who kind of do a bit of like everything. Like if you go see Radiohead, you know the stuff that Johnny Greenwood does is is pretty insane, 
um, and that's all pedal based. But also, Johnny Greenwood doesn't have to sing, uh, and he isn't the front man. Yeah. So, yeah, I so yeah, I, I do get it. It's just uh, yeah. Oh, James is speaking. Why have they framed him like that? Why have they said know. this album will be our sixth when they've you... done five albums so far? Because they're talking about the, the upcoming next album. album. Yeah. Oh, was this kind of released as a kind of promo for it in a way then? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually don't know when the VHS or the DVD was released. I imagine it was released in the year 2000, which would put it a year before Know Your Enemy comes out. What are they playing? This is the Masters Against the Classes. It's oh. going to scream. Yeah. Nice. That, that was cool. This is a good song. I really like it. They're re- like the set list is just at this point a massive greatest hits. Set. Yeah, which is amazing. I suppose yeah, after five albums, I suppose you're gonna have that. Some bands five just albums, have five albums, and that's it. And stadium done. gig. Have, have you ever uh, have you been to many stadium gigs? Many. Uh... Oh, I tell you what, actually, that's that's um, that's reminding me. Actually, I have seen going back to. Have you ever seen a band play the same song twice in the same set? Mm. Um, I've seen a band play the same song twice in a row. Okay. The same set. <laughs> Who was that? Was it, I you? Went to, it was when I went to see. Um, I was in Chicago with again my boy James Quinn, and we went to see Coldplay, and they played uh, Lost twice in a row because they were filming the music video for it. That oh night. okay, and so they needed lots of different angles. That's interesting, isn't it? And I've also seen bands like Radiohead, like or, or Kanye West, mess up and then have to restart a song uh actually i saw that most recent time i saw muse they they it was all it somehow was oh he snapped a string on his guitar yeah and so they brought out another one and started again really couldn't be yeah. bothered to just can just continue nah right yeah. there's a great video of johnny greenwood from radiohead um snapping a string halfway through a song continuing to play the guitar and restring his yeah, guitar yeah i think at the i've seen time. that video it's really good what? it's really <laughs> satisfying that's amazing um, go on. What have you seen at stadiums? Um, I don't. Have I seen a stadium gig? Would you count? Like, I don't know. Mil- I can't think of any bands that you like that you would have seen at a stadium. I guess you're not like Milton Keynes Bowl isn't a stadium, right? Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Then um, I saw Foo Fighters there. It's not yeah. really a stadium, is it? Is it not? Is it's, it's, um... it's just a field, isn't it? Where they set up big stages. But it isn't that it, where My Chemical Romance were you to play? Because they've built that as like Milton Keynes Stadium or it's something. It's where Green Day yeah. did a, like a very famous big gig of theirs as well. But um, I think it's just like a, a bit of land where they often do okay. big gigs. I don't think it's actually a stadium. or a, So kind of like a Hyde structure. Park gig. Yeah, I think like it's like You wouldn't a count that as a stadium gig, would you? Yeah, I've been to arenas, but not stadiums, I think. Mm. Lucas, obviously you go to a stadium every time Muse play at one. Yeah, basically. I've been to Wembley twice, uh, Emirates Olympic Stadium, sure. Stade de France, Stade de France, sorry. I don't I really like, like stadium gigs. I've got there's, another, there's another one I feel like I've seen. Oh, I saw Coldplay at the Emirates as well. You were there, same yeah, gig. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. I think uh, I've seen Coldplay twice at that stadium. We went on a lovely little date to see Snow Patrol at Wembley Arena, didn't we, Adam? Uh, wasn't that the O2? Nope. No. Oh, I have been to a stadium gig. I've seen Blink at the O2. That's not a stadium. stadium. Is it not? No. No, Nowhere near. Huh. That's an arena. Huh. Fair enough. Oh, look. So, who's playing the acoustic guitar, Steve? Oh, Johnny Cash. 
No. Oh. Have yeah. another guess. Michael Jackson. It is, is James it? Dean Bradfield. What? He's playing he just acoustic got an guitar. He's put an acoustic pickup in his guitar. Okay. There you How go. How cool is that? I mean, yeah, it's pretty cool fact. It's facts. a piezo acoustic pickup. I was going to say, is it... Um, but then I forgot his name and I still can't remember it. The guy who used to be in the Manic Street Preachers. Flicker. Flicker. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just brought Flicker out. Someone described you as the Flicker of the podcast, didn't they, on Twitter? Yeah. Which I don't actually I don't understand. Really, I don't really quite get it, no. Like, you were, you're a bassist? He's uh, definitely the, the Nicky Wire. Yeah, I was, I was going to say I'm the Nicky Wire, but I didn't want to toot it. my own horn. <laughs> but uh, beep, beep. Um, so look, at... Adam's JDB obviously because he doesn't work, and um, cool. and yeah. Steve Shaw more because he just in the back and no one really thinks about him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> sure. That, that's actually yeah, spot on. <laughs> and he's a drummer, uh, so great. Yeah, that actually. And I'm a guitarist, and you're a bassist. Yeah, well, I was. Oh. Well, I'm not a drummer then. I, I don't. don't play yeah, but you still own a drum kit and play it. I don't own a bass guitar anymore. Do you not? Uh, oh no, I've got my old, my like first ever one. But it's like missing a string, and I've never—I haven't played it in years. I got rid of my Thunderbird because I never played it. Oh, I love a Thunderbird. Yeah, I love a Thunderbird you know, too. Or a great getting rid of it, really. I had a Firebird. For yeah, a I know. While. And I, why'd you get rid of it? Because that's stupid. You, uh, said, you said you had a Thunderbird too, but did you prefer Thunderbird one? I uh, know Thunderbird like, what, two. Thunderbird two is obviously the best Thunderbird. The big green one. The green one. Yeah, and obviously four, the best one. And four came out of it, right? Yeah, the yellow, yeah. The little yellow submarine. Yeah, yeah. What was three? It's a space rocket. It was a space oh, rocket. It was, it was orange, and it went to space. But so, but one was a rocket. No, but it was. It was didn't go to space. It just was. Didn't it? Nah. Rocket oh. seems like an inefficient way to travel. Well, it's fast, isn't it? That was the one that get there first. Scope Adam, out the situation. Scott would scope it all out, and then Virgil would arrive an hour later in Thunderbird Two. When we're saying and, rocket, we don't mean that that's how they're getting around, like rocking back and forth to get somewhere, because that would be really inefficient to get somewhere. <laughs> I got there by rocket. <laughs> Can we keep talking about Thunderbirds, please? No, let's talk about how good this song sounds in a fucking stadium. It yeah. sounds big. And, okay, so this is one of my favourite bits. Obviously, I love the solo of this song already. Yes. This solo was built for stadiums. Me. And there is a bit where you can tell it's built for a stadium. James Dean Bradfield knows it was built for a stadium. He's playing it in a stadium and he's fucking loving it. I'm quite excited now. He just he like shakes his head and he's like there's a little smile, and it's the most sort of it's the least uptight you'll ever see any of the Manics. Would you say I his um, reaction well, to what it? About, is, what about Nicky? Is... Every minute of every day. Well, true. Yeah. Look at this though. Would you say his reaction is genuine? Yeah, probably. Hmm. What a solo! Little smirk there. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's another one there. We look at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I tell you what, he—I imagine this haunts him to this day. He fucks up the last note of this solo. No. Yeah. Oh god. I've got, I've got that same guitar. The solo is. Are you ready? He's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Right at the he, end. He's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the crowd then just started booing and booed him off the stage. Everyone just leaving. started leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, this was obviously like a big new. It was, it was more of a party than it was a gig. I imagine there was. No, it uh, feels like a th- gig. There's, there's a really good episode <laughs> of um, the Welsh Music Podcast um, where they talk about this gig in particular. Oh, okay. And I can't remember who, but one of them describes being like the drunkest they had ever been in their life. What one and of the band the- members? No, no, no. Uh, one of the hosts of the podcast, or it might oh. have been their guest, David mm-hmm. Owens. But um, I think there was a lot of drinking going on. Cardiff's a bit of a drinking town anyway, uh, and New Year's Eve's a big deal. New Year's Eve at a Manix gig in Cardiff, I imagine a lot of beer was sold that night. And it was the millennium, and the world is going to end. Exactly. Yeah. That must have been such a good feeling, actually. I would have enjoyed, I think I would have really enjoyed the millennium as an adult. It was such an anticlimax, I think, as a kid. Well, don't well, worry, you'll, you'll get to see 2100. It's a bit of an anticlimax, isn't it? Yeah. 2100 yeah. is not the turn of a new millennium. No, Lucas. but it's still going to be a big one, won't it? It'll be a big one. Also, I'm not going to be alive. Maybe. What, in the year 20,100? No, oh, 21. Year... Oh, 20. You fucking idiot. <laughs> 20 and then 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you, you'll be 111. Yeah, do you really think you're going to live to 2100? Yeah. Okay. I'll be 111, but I'll I'll have the the spryness of a 70-year-old, I reckon. Hmm, interesting. Mate, medical technology. <laughs> think about where we were 50 years ago. Um, think about where we'll alive. be in 50 years. Mate, we'll be sorted. I'm planning to be dead in 50 years' time. You're planning on it. Yeah. This, um, this song's about Kevin Carter, isn't it? How can how do you know that? Um, it's it's like the, the, the thing they're talking about photography a lot. The subtleties of the lyrics. Yeah. yeah, I suppose if you do really look into it, this song might be about someone who was called Kevin Carter. Mm. But we don't know if it's the Kevin Carter, do we? Because there's no Which clues. Which Kevin Carter? Mm, yes. Mm. 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 Yes. Mm, disco yes. drum beats. All for it. Is that disco? Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. His voice, though. I mean, yeah, it's good. Lucas, any thoughts on this set so far? It's greatest hits, isn't it? Apart from that one from the Holy Bible. That is, I mean, that is a hit for them. <laughs> Didn't it get to like number six or something? Oh, look. What, number well, six out of ten? Look, he's, they don't have the trumpet tonight, so he's doing it on guitar. Oh, good. That's better. No, it's not. It's cool, though. I mean, yeah, I it, sounds, cool. it does sound good. but um, He starts doing trumpets. the... the, the uh, he starts doing the strings for, um, like, joining in with the strings on A Design for Life with his guitar. Oh, I'm as well. looking forward to that. What, are they going to really play Design great. for Life? Stop Sounds spoiling good. the set list. Yeah, oh, come on. I'm going to warn you now. Yeah. They'll play A Design for Life and they'll play If You Tolerate This, Your Children. Oh, fucks. Any other guesses for things that they, might, that they might play? All the songs off Send Away the Tigers? Motorcycle Emptiness, probably. <laughs> I reckon Motorcycle Emptiness is a good shout, Lucas. Uh, I think uh, they'll re- play Australia. Are they going to mm. play Repeat Stars and Stripes? Mm, well, mm. we'll find out. If not, we? I quit the podcast. They come on and do oh, that as God. an encore. <laughs> you could... Well, you very were nearly taken out of the podcast in favour of uh, another member, weren't you? But yeah, but I actually can't get hold of him no. uh, these days. No, he's um, that's weird, isn't it? I wouldn't keep looking. Yeah. Don't His phone worry just about keeps it. ringing. It's odd. Don't worry about it. Don't no, worry no, no, no. Uh, says his, that his answer machine is full. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it's because he does. Do you, say do you guys Carter. know how to get into an iPhone that you don't have the pin for? Sorry. Um. No. Uh, Why do you ask? Unrelated. 
Okay. Factory reset or something? Yeah, but how do you do that without getting in, you know? I don't know. Take it to a unrelated, shop. Unrelated. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't really fine. want to take it to a shop, though. They've not done loads <laughs> with the stage. No. In fact, I think it's almost exactly the same setup as their Everything Must Go tour. That is a shame, because come on, it's the millennium. At least put, like, I don't know, a disco a big, ball. A big 2000 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> disco yeah. ball. But they're all about it just being about the music, though, right? They've never done big flashy shows. Oh, They've I got. Lo- I love a light- big flashy show. They've got some light things going on in the background. Like some like bars of light that keep going up and down. I think it's. I don't think they are bars of light. I think they're just hanging fabrics with oh, lights. That on they them. shine lights onto. I think it's a bar graph. Oh, a little. He did a good. Yeah. He, he did a good job with that arbor. <laughs> he went do well. <laughs> oh, leave him alone. I like him. I don't like stadium gigs. They um, have their place. Big. Because They're it kind of gets big. lost. Yeah. But imagine being right in the middle of that party. Like, that's that like sounds like hell. Now, that sounds like fucking hell. I'd hate to be in the middle of that. That's really? Like, no, I, like go, a... I go to stadium gigs now and I get seating tickets. Oh. But that's because you're 30. I mean, I mean, I mean, we did that. You, you put on Twitter that thing about what Manix album are you, Adam. Yeah. I did it. Oh, you, you didn't did... post about it. I yes, did. did. I did. Did you? You've not been yep. checking the Twitter often enough. Oh God, let me get on it. I don't remember the name of the album because I haven't Go heard on. it. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, it's Resistance is futile. Yeah. No, that. Fu- oh yes. Oh, you got Resistance is futile. And it says you're old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it says you're old. The most strenuous thing you do is get the vacuum cleaner out and run it over the floor. Do you love Hoovering? I don't love Hoovering. I fucking despise Hoovering. Really. Mm. It's my, it's my like, it's my least favorite chore. I'd rather scrub the bogs than do the hoovering. Really? Yeah, but you live in like a fucking three-story house. I just hate. No, even if I lived when I lived in a flat, I fucking hate hoovering. Really? I've, my flat is so small that it takes me like five minutes to hoovering hoover. and changing I bed sheets. Often. I hate. I'd I hate rather, changing bed I'd sheets. I'd rather clean the toilets or whatever. Anything is anything is better. I um, I find it. I can't put on a duvet uh, sheet. Have you like, turned it, it inside out? Me, turn it inside do, out. I can't do that one. I, so you turn it inside up. out, you reach through, you grab the corners, you pull it through, you shake it out. No, it doesn't work. This is a good song. Yes, it's it a good, is. A good it's song. all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like when he riffs. When he riffs, what, like, does a bit of improv comedy? Yeah, I yeah. like when he does improv. They've cut yeah. it off the DVD, which yeah. is a shame. <laughs> Steve, it must be easy for you to change your bedsheets because doesn't your cell only have a small single? Yeah, it does. That's right. Yeah. But I have to get it really perfect. Otherwise, the officers beat me. Oh, fair. Yeah. Off. (laughs) 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 That's, that's, yeah, great. Sometimes I don't do it properly on purpose. He's really enjoying himself. He's just bouncing all over the place now, spinning around in circles. It's yeah. the first genuinely funny thing Steve said on this podcast, I think. Have you, have you seen <laughs> the um, stars in their eyes where the guy comes on as James Dean oh, Bradfield? Yeah, and if you squint, you could maybe get away with thinking he was a distant cousin. Yeah. <laughs> he comes they should on bring that in, show back. He comes on in a shirt and trousers and a guitar. <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't think he's playing that guitar either, I'm just saying. 
Oh, uh, what on the uh, Stars in Their Eyes? Yeah, Stars in Their Eyes. Yeah, you're probably right. Was mm. Stars in Their Eyes a competition? Like, was there a prize at the end, or was it just doing no, it for doing it's so. sake? You, they would win an episode. People would win an episode, though. I think. Would they? I don't know how it was judged. I think you could phone in. No, because it wasn't really? live. Yeah, I thought it was just five people doing the thing, and then the program just sort of ends. Huh? What's the point in that? Didn't they do it like a. I'm sure they did like a winners competition though. Whether oh, they got all the I'm winners not. from the series. I can't say I've ever seen an episode of Stars in their eyes. They should bring I rem- it back. I, I distinctly remember a guy winning as Krista Berg. Wow. So there you who go. Would you, who would you do if you were to go on Stars in Their Eyes? Um, who would I do? Yeah. Who would I'd, you perform as? Uh, Matthew Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really confusing. Because then I'd, oh, start, this is introducing one for you, other pe- I'd start introducing other You're people. You're like this, Steve. You're like okay. this. I'm I'm not watching. I mean I'm enjoying the piano. <laughs> who who would you who would you go on stars in their eyes as uh, Lucas? Nicky Wire. Nicky Wire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh Stars in Their Eyes was a competition. Oh wow, Lucas has done yeah, the, I've, I've the important it. research. How did they decide the winners, Lucas? Uh the studio audience would vote. Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense, really, isn't it? God, Google Look at that really big... ruined. Like, did you see that jump? Pub conversations. We're not in a pub, Adam. We can't go to pubs. No, that I we're know. Close. I know. I'm in a pub. I was just saying to my girlfriend, <laughs> actually, I really miss just going to the pub. No, I really miss um, choosing to not go to the pub. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I rarely went to the pub, but I at least like having the option. Yeah, exactly. There's a pub at the end of my road that I've literally never been in, and. Um, it's never looked so inviting in your life yeah, yeah yeah exactly i walked past it to go to the shops and it's just had a refit that's interesting isn't it mm. how have they afforded that jesus interesting cover pretty uh, uh, uh what is it oh, yeah, i don't i don't know what it is so you said I'd you enjoy don't it. know what it is it's chuck berry oh uh, yeah yeah, you're mm. you're big into your fifties rock and roll. I'm Steve. not like big into it. Like I We've know a lot about, about it. it on the podcast. We, yeah, I know. Well, you don't know Chuck Berry though. This uh, was played mm-hmm. at your wedding. I know, he, I know knows Cherry, one, he knows that one. He knows that one song by Chuck Berry. Steve, this was played at your wedding. No, it wasn't. They didn't do it. This was one. nope. It was by the band. Nope. I remember dancing to it. By it the band, what Chuck Berry? The band Chuck Berry. Yeah, did you have, they did, had a fifties rock and roll band. Did you have a band rock and roll music? Yeah, I mean. The, the, the marriage didn't last, but you know the band was good. <laughs> the band was good, and they played this song, which uh, is why I thought you knew what it was. Oh, I wish I'd come it was now. At your wedding. I wish I had. I wish I hadn't declined your invitation and had come. <laughs> <laughs> it's free party. It was. I know. I, look, I, I really in, am enjoying the piano. To be I fair. was in a bad place, and I didn't want to go to a wedding. I know, which I Let, totally respected, but that's not funny. Let's talk about it in depth, <laughs> shall we? He, he was in a bad place and wanted to go to a worse. Didn't want to go to a worse one. Yeah. <laughs> when you say he's in a bad place, he was just in like a like a dank sewer. He was, no, I'd, he was I'd, in a I'd, I'd eaten some bad N27. place, <laughs> and I was feeling sick. <laughs> You were inside a bad place. It's a massive fish. He literally couldn't get out. Ready for drowning. Good song. Yeah, it is. But we're kind of in like deeper territory. I was going to say, this is now the first song they played off the album we just covered, right? No, it's not at all. No, it's the third. What what, what, what else? Oh, wait, yeah. They played Tsunami and they played Tsunami and You Stole the Song from My Heart. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Oh, look. They're all starting to Cowboy blend. Hats. Who's playing that? No, especially, Is that JDB? No, it's no, the, that's the keyboardist. Oh, I didn't know if JDB was maybe popping on it for this bit. He does play uh, bits and pieces uh, of it on, on the album on or on subsequent albums. There's quite a keyboard-heavy album coming up, actually. The albums have truly blended into one. Oh, he's, he's taken his guitar off. There's his other one. Wonder Is it why? the same one? I th- I don't really know. He either broke a string and we didn't see it, or it is a pickup issue, and he's done the acoustic bit now. That doesn't no, that doesn't seem right. Because yeah, it's halfway through the song. It must have been a string or something. How would you put an acoustic pickup in an electric guitar? Because it's not hollow, so it wouldn't have the. Surely it doesn't matter. You can still pick up strings acoustically. Well, isn't that what all pickups do? Aren't all pickups are picking up the no, string acoustically? No, no, no. You're putting you're putting so an acoustic pickup is a microphone. You're putting a small microphone in the guitar, whereas an electric pickup is um, done with magnetics. I didn't know acoustic pickups were little microphones. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a li- it's a little mic. Venetian blinds. <laughs> Thank you for not biting with uh, we'll do little all the mics. Bits. We'll do yeah. our greatest hits yeah. in a big row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So when you buy, you can, you, know, you, can, ten, right? <laughs> you can buy pickups for, <laughs> so you know, you, like, obviously Having you can buy, movie. you can buy electroacoustic guitars or, or electric acoustic guitars, and then you can just, you can just buy pickups to slot into a traditional acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little bit of wood and you slot it into the, into the oh, hole. Well, now that one, what that one that? might, that one might actually be uh, a pickup as yeah. opposed to a, a microphone. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know enough about this to speak confidently on it. No, nah, you need to. Yeah. You should write a thesis on it right now. And I really Guys, struggled with the word thesis then. Carry on. How much do you think tickets were to this gig? 48 quid. Oh, I was okay. going to go 40. Okay. Oh, mind you, it's the Millennium. Like, it's a big it's, gig. It's the Millennium Eve. What was the yeah, last one? Yeah, it was one? also 1999. For so. comparison, Fatboy Slim was playing at the Cardiff Arena. Yeah. The same night, yeah, and the tickets were one hundred and ten pounds. Right, yeah, I'm, sti- I, I'm sticking by my forty-eight quid. I'm going to okay. go sixty quid, but also bear in mind that it is the Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, and they seem to be very reasonable. We were very surprised they like, they by like how people reasonable. to be able to afford to come to their gigs. They don't want to, you know, it's not just people who can afford expensive tickets. Uh, it was thirty quid. Wow, wow, that's amazing. Which is exactly what they've just done with their. Um, they're really cool NHS gigs. I was going to say you we know, were very those tickets were surprised. thirty-five quids, and I, yeah, I we thought like they were going to be about sixty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we said if they're over fifty with all the charges, then we're not really probably going to yeah. afford it. But thirty-five is great. Yeah, man. See, they they know what they're doing. They know where they come from. Yeah, what do you reckon? Nice. What do you I reckon? Do the... I'd sell out instantly. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, they did kind of sell out, didn't they? Like monetarily, I guess. No, but I mean, well, like, they could they have charged a lot more, so they should have. That's true. But I mean, in general, in their career, like, um, some people viewed them as, as having sold out. Because they got successful, though. I think we talked about it Yeah, a lot, I know. Yeah. That's like... Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Steve. You're not yeah. going to go, please don't give me loads of money. Has the Victorious <laughs> Festival in Portsmouth been cancelled officially yet? I don't know because they're oh, obviously headlining it, or well, they're not headlining oh, it, are they? Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to get a delivery. 
Okay. Uh, talk amongst yourselves about this song. Uh-oh. Um, uh, also, what song was this again? Adam, help. He's gone. No, um, Victoria, I mean, by the time this episode comes out, it might have been cancelled. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. When is it? Oh, End of is, August. This is... Uh, I am an architect. They've already played that, Lucas. Uh, oh, what's one this? Is? What's this <laughs> one? On. Let me listen. Shut up. Here's another one off Holy Bible. This is why we need Adam. Last, I can't remember the name. We can't remember the name of the song. We know it's off a Holy Bible. Well, he'll say it in the. He'll say it in the chorus. That's the one. That's the one. Good job. I got that. On my junkies, winos, whores. An odd choice for a stadium on new year's eve bit of fun isn't it <laughs> there was a guy in the crowd there everyone was screaming along and he was just looking at them bewildered <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say like the, these these last two songs so ready for drowning and of walking abortion what do you think the back of the stadium is like right now what do you mean well, it's got to be just people having a chat isn't it yeah <laughs> i do like those girls at the front there they look like they wouldn't be singing along to of walking abortion <laughs> they looked nice they had tiaras on, but yeah. Victoria's festival hasn't yet to be cancelled, so you know, could see the Mannix. I mean, again, what is it August when yeah. this comes out? This episode comes out. It may have been so. Thing is, though, so we've got the now that we've got the uh, the NHS gig to go to. Yeah. Um, if I was at Victoria's festival, I'd probably go see the streets. Yeah, fair. I saw, did you not see them at Glastonbury last year? Yeah, they were yeah. fucking great. I was stood next to you, Steve. Oh, yeah. I was too... <laughs> Would you be annoyed if I saw Mannix without you before we go to that gig? Yes. Because, I... because in the unlikely event it goes ahead, uh, my work is thinking of like getting everyone tickets for like our summer do. Nice. Right. No, I'd be livid if uh, you went and to see obviously them I would, And obviously I would see the Mannix Street Preachers, so... No, go see the streets. I've seen them and they're all right. Oh, they're so good. Nah, they're all right. When did you see them? Did you see them supporting Muse? Uh, and I saw them in 2006 at Reading Festival. Oh no, they've improved so much since. They were very good then. at Glastonbury. <sighs> yeah, really great. But no, I would be livid if you saw the Mannix uh, for the first time and I wasn't there. What if I got so drunk that I didn't remember it? Um, Does it... <laughs> I mean, that is a weird loophole. Which okay, it, I mean, it's not something I'm known for doing. If you can get so drunk that you don't remember a minute of their like hour and a half set. Hold on. Then, yeah, go for it. We know what Lucas's brain and memory is like. He won't remember he saw them anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, it's fine. Although, also, it when was... was the last time you saw me blackout drunk? The answer um, is probably never. I don't think I ever have. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you. I mean, the last really stag drunk. do I went to with you, I didn't have a drop. Yeah. Because I'm boring. You are boring. I am boring, aren't I? Yeah. Or, you know, you find that alcohol really affects you negatively. But that's not as funny, is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm not hung over for a podcast for once. That's nice, isn't it? Oh, I think he's going to scream at the end. Or is it very depressing? Oh, is he going to scream? It's, it's depressing, Steve. Yeah, man. That was cool. Yeah, that sounds great. He has to do that via a sample now. <laughs> oh, Really? Oh. Yeah, he can't do that anymore. It's because he's oh. old. He's an old man. Yeah. He's an old man. Yeah, he's, old, he's old, he's old. Well, imagine he... singing like that every single night. His voice is going to be haggard by now, right? Yeah. And I mean, and also he struggles with um, <laughs> with like illness and stuff. 
<laughs> That's very funny. There you go. Oh, oh. This is another one that's built for stadiums, isn't it? What, a cover of Where Is My Mind? <sighs> it is very Pixies-esque, but it's not as dark as a Pixies song, I don't think. Steve, are you um, going to get your tattoos? Is, uh, your, so Steve's raised his arms in the air to those listening, mm. and I can see that he's got sleeve tattoos, and mm. they're, they're not complete. And when you say sleeve the- tattoos, what, you're, what you mean is he's got collars... Not collars, you know, like the ends of sleeves tattooed on his wrists. Yeah. Cuffs with a little button. Yeah. He's got like a few wrinkles tattooed on his arms. Yeah. To make it look like he's wearing a shirt. Tattoos of sleeves. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But they don't. They don't go into your armpits. This is a very visual conversation. It's like there's a big. There's a big gap. There's a V, and it's deliberate, and that's what they do with Japanese style tattoos. But it's a very boring and visual visual. Are you Japanese, Steve? Are you Japanese? Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's a surprise to me. Yeah. Fuck me for um, being insensitive about your heritage. Well, then, there you I guess. Yeah. It's fine. yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. Uh, can this I just ask a... a quick question, Steve? Toyore wa tokodeska? I would also um, say that we have to answer your questions because you speak so loudly over the top of everyone else. Yeah, but can you answer that? <laughs> can you answer that question I just asked? Because it's one of the two sentences I know in Japanese. So the answer is. Hmm. Okay. The answer is yes. Steve says yes. The toilets yeah. are yes. Yes. So what? sorry, you asked him how are the toilets? No, where where are the toilets? Oh right, yes. <laughs> What's the other one? You know, uh, uh, why are the toilets? Namabiru futatsu onegaishimas. I bet you're What's offending that? so many people, but no, it, yeah, my my pronunciation's probably dog shit. Uh, that means uh, two draft beers, please. Fair. Wow. <laughs> so you know how you to really learn pints and then go piss after those pints. <laughs> Give yeah. me beer. Where's the loo? They beer. They piss. <laughs> have Is you been lot- to Japan then, Luke? Oh, of course you have, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I went a couple of years ago. Yeah, something like that. Wow, sounds like you really enjoyed it. It's really cool. It's uh, a very different place. Mm. Culturally. Yes, I've heard it's a different place. Yeah. It, is, it is a different place to Southampton, isn't that's, it? That's my... That's my politically correct way of saying it's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sure. (laughs) Should we move on from that? Um, It's a a bananas place, though. A lot of glitter going on there. Yeah, a lot of glitter. A lot of eyeliner. Yeah, man. A lot of feathers. How heavy are we going for the eyeliner in December? Oh, well, we haven't talked about that. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm up for dressing up. Um, I am, but I uh, remember it's going to be December. It's going to be cold, and we'll have to wear coats. Yeah, but that's fine. Well, actually, no. We got standing I'll... tickets, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that sounds yeah. exhausting. Yeah. Our our hotel is opposite the arena. Hotel? I thought you'd arranged us a fucking like a one bedroom bed sit or something. So this is a good example of Lucas's memory. Uh, well, no, it's not. It's it's the Ibis Hotel, but it's um. Just a three-person room. Um, I'm going to get my own room. No. No, I am. No. Yeah, I've slept in the same room as you before. You snore atrociously, <laughs> and I'm not going to do it. No, that's it's much better now. It's much. I better. don't believe you. No, it is. It ah, is. I don't believe you. Anyway, this is a conversation to have off podcast. No, we're going to have it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to. You know, I don't. I don't necessarily need a coat because obviously we'll be in the pit. Um, so we'll be warm inside the gig and everything. You know? Yeah, I don't know what my point was, because you can yeah. take a coat off. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably have a coat check. Oh, but huh. do, you want a queue, do you really want a queue for that after the gig? 
Yeah, why not? Oh, that's... I'm gonna I'm gonna leave before the end and beat the traffic. Are they playing Sweet You're Child of Mine? You're staying overnight, Lucas. Yeah, but beat the traffic back to the hotel. Are they? It's across the street. Yeah, the... beat the traffic. Are we? <laughs> are we just ignoring the fact that they're covering? Uh, he always, at this point he's always started doing oh. like, little covers before Motown Junk. So when we went to see them, Steve, they played Paradise City before Motown Junk. Yep, I remember that. Although he started off doing Sweet Child of Mine and then now doing something else. He's doing a little Motown track, Baby Love, My Baby Love. Hmm. Yeah, Guns and Roses, and then this, of course. So uh, I will, just told us what he's going to play next. I'll take the I'll take the dressing up as far as I'll write on a white T-shirt. Okay, great. That sounds fine. Yeah. A little bit of eyeliner. Nope. Oh, you'll look good. So good with it, though. I've done yeah, enough. But... I've done enough eyeliner in my time. Have you really? Okay, what about what about what, a, a feather boa? Uh, no. Okay. What about some kind of leopard print scarf? Mm. Oh, I like that. Oh, I do like that, though. Yeah. No, I want uh, that. Also, no. I'm going to write on my T-shirt, The Holy Bible, 3 out of 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's four. You changed it to four. You changed it to four. And then I'm going to write on the back, hashtag Manix Pod. Sure, of course. Oh, God, gross. Uh, a hashtag we've never used. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag big mates. Okay, we um, can have big mate one. Big. Do mate we want to talk about scores? <laughs> what, Lucas? No. It, it occurred to me the other day that do, do you genuinely think that um, this is my truth? Tell me yours is only one point higher than gold against a soul, and it's okay if you do. No, I probably don't think that. Right. You what think are you doing, Adam? Do you think it's like about two points better than? Yeah, but that means I've got a lower gold against the soul. No, I think you've got a raise. Which means subsequently I've got to lower Generation Terrorist and put Holy Bible back down to its rightful place. No, I was thinking about you. I was thinking about you rating low because you do rate quite low. I rate low with all things. If you look at my letterbox account, I I rate low with films. So I think a seven for This Is My Truth and an eight for Everything Must Go is fair for what I you think, think of don't them. tell me what to what to say. but i think that's fair for what you think of them so i think it's four five four eight seven no no you can't pick and choose which rating system because you're there taking the post the pre-lowering <laughs> scores of the most recent two of the pr- of the Shut up. Also, You're doing this just, just to li- get the Holy Bible higher. He's just literally raising all your scores. No, yeah, basically. He's saying, so really, take, what you're saying is... Take your original higher score of the most recent ones, but take your new higher score of the older ones. No, no, no. no. What, what I'm saying is, in the if you're taking into account all music and every piece of music you've yeah, ever heard... Yeah, then I'm definitely not giving... So, uh, but, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this, is this Is My Truth a 6 out of 10 in that regard? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah? And, and everything th- must go a seven. Yeah, and even that, though. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah. If you're trying but to then... get me to say everything must go is an eight out of ten, when I'm factoring no, I'm all music, you've got another thing coming. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just <laughs> trying to I'm trying to widen the gap because I don't think it's consistent with how no, you Okay, in which case, things. Holy Bible 2, Generation oh, okay. Terrorist 3, Gold Against the Soul 4. <laughs> I hate uh, this chat. Uh, what's the most recent one called? This is my truth six, and uh, everything must go seven. There you go. Hang on, wait. So, Generation Terrorist was how much? Sorry, three. Three. No, that's not right. <laughs> four, five, four, six, seven. I guess is what we're sticking with. 
But then scores will change over time. Is everything yeah, I mean, must go come down? I switched off just now because I hate it when you talk scores. Um, yeah, um, Lucas gave everything must go a seven. But that happened he, before. That was previous. He, he he decided to lower his score. Okay. But that was I did that on the last episode. I don't like yeah. it. I think I just switch off when you start to talking take numbers. into account the fact that we're thinking about all music when we're rating. But also ratings will change over time. And, uh, you know. If I'm going no, to use my if I'm going to use my preferred rating system, which is yes, no, maybe, uh, it would be uh, maybe, maybe, no, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's a bad rating system. No, it doesn't allow. allow for Shut up. Okay, I'll shut up. Yeah, just, just <laughs> let's just put the audio of the gig on instead. All right, I'm shutting up. This is fantastic. Please talk. Guys? Hello. See, now what I'm doing. Now, see, I knew. <laughs> this is unfair. 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 Steve knows that he won't be able to deal with just sitting in silence for yeah. as long as me and Adam would. That person had a T-shirt that said, Snog me, Nicky. And I think, I think that's how we all feel, isn't it? Wait, who did we choose? To, was it? Were we playing Snog, Marry, Avoid, or we, oh, fuck, Marry, Avoid? Fuck, Marry, Avoid. No, no, no. Yeah. Fuck, Marry, Kill. Oh no, it wasn't Kill. Fuck, I don't even remember now. Have we got any? Uh, we, we haven't got have questions we got, for this have one. Have we got any we? questions this time? Um, I've got some questions for you that I've got from Google. Oh. Do you want to give? A, do you want to give us the one question I missed last time, which is? Um, uh, from Pete, from our friend well, Pete. Well, you want me to ask it because I don't have it written down. Well, I don't have it written down either. This he is sent good. it. To, he sent it to you. No, he texted it to you nah, and he sent me a screenshot. Nah, he sent it. He sent it to the to the Instagram. Oh this well, then I haven't question. got it. Cool. Because it because it's not in any of my no- I looked for it earlier today and it's not in any of my notifications. Where would I have screenshot it and sent it to you? So there you go, uh, Pete. No one respects you in the group chat because <laughs> if it's in there, it'll be buried by now. Yeah, by really gifts. Buried. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't have that question then. Uh, talk amongst yourself. All right. Well, here's a question that I've. I get. I'll. I'll get from Google. Okay. What you... happened to the lead singer of Manic Street Preachers? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's the number one asked question about Manic Street Preachers. Right. What happened to him? Yeah. <laughs> he recorded some hits. <laughs> yeah. I, I found the question by Pete Cook really quickly. Okay. Good. <laughs> Go on then. It's mostly directed at Adam. Great. It's a proper question. Wow. It's not. It's not like why is Steve, <laughs> which we never really got to the bottom of, did we? Adam. First of all, I'm really enjoying listening and learning about a band I never gave enough thought towards. Mm. Thanks, thanks, friend. Uh, I've recently read a book by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers, which analyzes people like Bill Gates and the fortunate circumstances that contributed to their success, things that were more down to complete luck than skill or ability. I'm curious as to where you think the Manics fit on this spectrum. How much luck or being in the right place at the right time attributed to their success compared to their actual work ethic and musical skill? Are there any similar acts that had more or less success for reasons beyond their control? Big love to the big mates, Pete. First of all, that's lovely. that, That is a proper question. Um... Yeah, I've read Outliers as well. A recommended book if uh, either of you are looking for something to read. Um, I think it's the same with any band. There is a degree of, there has to be a degree of talent, but nobody gets through on raw talent alone and you have to be yeah. in the right place at the right time. 
Um, if the Manics were around, if they were starting out today, I don't think they'd be nearly successful, nearly as successful as they were able to become having started in the late 80s, early 90s. Do you know what I mean? If they yeah. were a new band now, they wouldn't go anywhere. Exactly. Like yeah. guitar rock is dying and dressing a bit flamboyantly wouldn't even be that big a deal now compared no, to absolutely. the fact that everyone dresses flamboyantly in like the pop world, at least. Yeah. Um, Nicky just mimed sucking a dick. Did you see that? No, Steve, I think. No, no, he definitely no. did. Didn't see that, Steve. Quite aggressively as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll leave you with that. Yeah. Um, but I think, obviously, you know, they are very musically talented, or at least at the time, Sean and James were. Um, but <laughs> mm. they had to get through a lot to be noticed. But then, you know, I think a lot of the Manic success comes down to that they had something to say that other bands weren't saying at the time. They also had a very specific, seems to, maybe I'm wrong, a very specific strategy at the beginning of let's do, let's deliberately do outrageous things and dress yeah. outrageously. Well, that's just, that's punk, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The thing um, is, that's now done by a lot of pop acts. Is it? In, in a very manufactured and careful way. Do you mean like Lady Gaga? Yeah, like Lady Gaga, who I really like. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Stephanie, but... But it is, but it is obviously quite carefully choreographed, going to an award show in a meat suit and things like that. That is quite punk, though, isn't it? <laughs> or, or it was arranged to get attention. Yeah, of course it was. I'm only joking. Um, yeah, that's, that's the end of their first set, by the way. Is Nicky off oh. to get a costume change? Are we about to hit um, midnight? Which then? album was Motorcycle Emptiness on? Was it on Generation, Generation Terrorist? What was yeah. the big banger on Gold Against the Soul? Um, from despair to where? Nah, nah, nah. The big Lattress bang. Oh, life becoming a landslide. There we go. Oh, there's that quote, Adam. Yeah, saying that it, he's only ever taken paracetamol as a. There you go. <laughs> he's had four paracetamol. That's too many paracetamol. He shouldn't have done that. Depends on the dosage, isn't it? I mean, if you if it's your standard five hundred mil. Four right. isn't going to really do you any damage. Yeah, you're going to die. Also, though, maybe let's not give out advice such as that. <laughs> <laughs> what about no, injecting bleach is that no, good advice I, no i will happily oh, give God. advice that you yeah. shouldn't take too much paracetamol that's advice i will happily yeah i'm, give I'm out. happy with that advice i'm not yeah, i don't have any problem you? with that adam you said what i think it's probably fine to take more that's what no, you i said, said four won't do you any damage have we tried maybe like a cure for a cold to like inject like light under the skin <laughs> do you think that might be something we can look at um, that's that's not the no, bit oh, people should be taking the piss out of. Oh yeah, happy new year! Happy Way. new year, everyone! Fireworks are all over the country. That's what it says. Um, Look at this. The whole thing that Trump said about a light under the skin isn't the mental bit because because there's like UV therapy that does yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah. sort Absolutely. of that. He just phrased it like the the moron that he is. The bad well, thing also, is suggesting Steve, putting disinfectant servant, in the body. You must balance that with your argument. Yeah, Steve. No, I mean, he's a fucking moron. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. So if I go to your superiors gonna be fired. and show them this recording, that's uh, is that going to go down okay? Yeah, you're going to yeah, you you do that. That's fine. You just <laughs> turn right. up screaming holding right. a tape recorder. I'll do, I'm going to send this into <laughs> Sharon in HR. <laughs> Sharon in HR. How do you know Sharon? Oh, old Lang Syne. It's not. Oh, well, they've all got their arms crossed and I can't hear it, so. Yes, it is. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, look at that daffodil. Lovely. 
what a great time to be what a, yeah imagine saying that what did you do at your, what did you do at the millennium and you say i was at manix gig that's cool that is cool i feel like they should have been playing for midnight though no, that's nice the way they did it, surely. They should have done like a drop at midnight. So there's, there's a good video no, on YouTube. Man, because, because what you want, um, like when you're celebrating New Year, is to like be with your friends and talk to your friends and stuff. Nah. Here we go. That's him talking about Romania, the football. Yeah, which not, we not about. him saying, I hate Romanians. As, yeah. <laughs> as Neil told us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he uh, doing his little inter- acoustic interlude that you told us about? Yeah. Do you guys find that you get less and less bothered by New Year's with each passing year? Yeah, oh, yeah, we uh, did, we did nothing. This, I mean, oh, I I worked a night shift this year. The, uh, last year, I, me and my other half, we just sat and got a, a M&S two can dine for twenty quid. That's thing. nice, man. The, nice. This year, we had a couple of friends round and we we played Beat Saber on VR, which is a fun game, mm. and we didn't notice that it was midnight. That is yeah. just being in a um, a long term relationship, though. No, isn't but it? this year had it was the, there was four of us, so that's two relationships there. But what I mean is, you're not going to go out, are you? Well, I, I, I did. I've never been out on New Year's. I've never been out. I've been to parties, but I've never been out to bars yeah. and clubs on New Year's. I, I went can't out. Imagine I, I, I worked a night shift. <laughs> oh, how was that? I was sat in the office for for ten hours. Great, Jesus Christ! Oh, I had a lovely New Year. Did you, what did you do this New Year, Steve? Uh, I was in Bristol and uh, I watched all the fireworks go off around the city on a big hill. It's nice. Ah. Uh, I was very drunk. There you go. This has got to take some guts to do in a stadium. Just you and a guitar. But everyone's just going, look at it, everyone's yeah. their arms in the air. It's going, Bleh. Good song. That is a perfect song to sing for everyone just to shout and sing along at a New Year's <laughs> party, isn't it? <laughs> I love it when... Um, uh, JDB does um, little acoustic covers like this because it, it's like he's become a wedding singer. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's like funny he's you doing say a that big party. Because I actually posed this song as a suggestion for a first dance song at my wedding. As a first dance? This is one of the ones to- they play at the end. I was told no. Was yours the the Muse cover? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, a bit too, it's a bit too heavy, isn't it? Uh, no, but I was told no. Yeah, no, this is Good. a shit first dance what a uh, terrible first dance what does this yeah, mean anything awful. what was your first dance then steve but does, does this song mean anything to you guys as a couple no but what if you don't have a song that's suitable that means a lot to you as a couple this song is, has first, what is the song that, that is first dance appropriate what is the song that means a lot to you guys that isn't first dance appropriate is it dragon, for- your- <laughs> dragon force through the fire and the flames is it smack my bitch up <laughs> yes that uh, also, Steve, you know this is going, but the original version of this song that's isn't it, chanting but... it. It's like trumpets. Yeah, I know, but that's not oh, what anyone love does. Trumpets, don't you? I fucking love a trump. You a love trumpet trumpets and a string. And strings. You just hate rock music. Uh, <laughs> St- Steve, what was your first dance song? Um, it was "Falling in Love with You Again" by Melda May. Ugh. Ugh. What? <laughs> oh, did that song have a lot of meaning to you? Did it? Oh. Shall we not talk about my failed marriage? Yeah, no, no let's. Because you're you're pre-slagging off mine, so I'm gonna slag off yours. No, I'm slagging <laughs> off the song that correctly your fiance Hana 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 suggested that she rejected, and I agree with her because she is the better half of you guys. 
That, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, that is true. That's we originally true. wanted her on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I've got another question here from Google. Where are Manic Street Preachers from? Right, okay. It's Scotland. Wales. Oh, shit. Is it? No, Scotland. It is, it is Wales. Oh, yes. Right. Oh. yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Who is supporting Manic Street Preachers? <laughs> when? <laughs> oh, who supported know, them at this show? Doesn't say. Yeah, who supported them at this show? Um, Super Fairy Animals. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Lucas, you're going to have to look it up. I can't get it off the top of my head. Where's the harp? There's no harp on this one. What's this song called? Manic Millennium. This song yeah, this is not. Song called... is called Manic Millennium. They, the Manic Street Preachers, released a song called Manic Millennium, and it was just a re-release of Small Black Flowers that grow in the yeah, sky. It was, it was very a real con- Very confusing, but very <laughs> punk. <laughs> oh no no, 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 no! I'm on the wrong page, and I'm looking at the set list. Don't worry, I didn't look any further. Oh, I mean, okay, we didn't know you were doing that. Wow, so NME.com. They still got a page up from 1999. Manix announced lineup of their New Year's Eve extravaganza. Amazing! And what I love is it? it. I love it when websites keep like old articles yeah. up. Uh, Feeder, nice. Shack, beautiful. And Nicky Wire's brother Patrick Jones with a bit of poetry. Yes, and then and then Super Fairy Animals were added to that. I think. Oh, wow! That's a long gig. Yeah, no, big, uh, sta- big what, stadium four, gigs four tend to have like a longer... For... Bear in mind, one of those is a poetry reading. And bear in mind, they yeah. didn't start playing until like, what, 11pm or something? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, it's, the stadium gigs do have um, lots of support acts. One of the most fucking bizarre gigs I've ever been to was a Coldplay stadium gig. And they, they've come up a lot recently, haven't they? Anyway, their support was White Lies. Did you remember White Lies? Uh, was this the one I was at with you? Possibly, yeah. That fucking Joy Division rip-off. I was going to say, well, there's another one of those. Those yeah. sing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like Interpol, nice. but not as good. Yeah. Uh, and then after like them... Uh, after them, it was uh, Girls Aloud. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then it was Jay-Z. Well, because they, well, they did some stuff with Jay-Z, didn't they? They did, they a... did yeah. Just an odd line-up, though, isn't it? <laughs> It is, but then like, <laughs> but they... that's them. That's because they're very mainstream Radio One popular band, so they're going for knowing that there's going to be a very, they've got a very broad audience that listen mm. to a so broad audience. A broad, broad so they want they want to yeah. cover it with a bit more than just like guitar rock music. That's true. Got. Guys, how many albums have Manic Street Preachers sold? Oh, um, at least one hundred and fifty. At least one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen yeah. million. Uh, it's, it is slightly over 10 million, so... Not bad shout, Lucas. There you go. Didn't answer... sell 16 million with the first album, though, did they? What do Manic Street Preachers sing? <laughs> Songs. Uh, yeah, oh, damn it. Songs. Well, the answer, the answer I've got here is Let Robeson Sing. What? <laughs> so... Okay. Did we um, get an answer to what, did, what happened to the lead singer of Manic Street Preachers? Uh, well, he just continued... To be uh, the lead singer of the Manic Street Preachers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Australia. Here's one. Which Manic Street Preachers disappeared? <laughs> That's an interesting... Um, uh, sorry, is, is Nicky wearing a cape now? Yeah, he is. Yeah. And, a, and a sparkly tie, I think. Yeah. Uh, he, so he's going for like his own version of um, Angus Young, but like it's like been Nicky-ized. Yeah. Nicky-ized. 
Look at that stance. You see how wide JDB's oh, stance oh, is? Look at that. That's that wonderful. That is power stance. His balls are scraping the stage. <laughs> Spinning round. Good song. You're not a big fan of this one, I heard him. Or you just uh, prefer not massively, it a... but I, I do like it like live as a big jumpy, pointy, shouty thing. Lucas, here's a good example of a long sleeve shirt that doesn't look so great, and it is on Nicky because of the baggy sleeves. But then it was you the mean, year you 2000. Mean, you, mean, you mean short sleeved? Yes. Yes. That. I mean, to be Steve, fair, Steve, like, you should you... go to a stadium gig at some point. Like, you know, it's, you should you should experience one. I'm not paying 120 pounds for a ticket. I've never paid it's even not close to 120 pound for a ticket to anything. I tell to you anything. what, Steve. I if you want to. If you want to just go to a stadium gig to have been to a stadium gig, yeah. I know that you quite like the Killers. I mean, I like the Killers in the respect of like you can they just one sing along. Album. I would never yeah. ever choose to stick on the Killers. Well, yeah, but they are they're being supported by Manic Street Preachers. But they've in just cancelled all of those in Bristol. No, it's postponed till next year. Oh, okay. Which means a lot of new tickets have gone on sale, it... and it's sixty-five quid. But they. If they're going to play St Mary's Stadium, it's not Manic supporting. That's right, yeah. Which, which I would unfortunately rather see them. Also, I feel like St Mary's Stadium isn't big enough. It is uh, a stadium. I don't, I don't know You've capacity. got to go to like a Wembley, you know. Are they doing full? Are they doing a full stadium show, or are they doing half? I mean, is you 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 brought this up, so don't ask yeah, us. I don't know. <laughs> How is uh, that full stadium Steve, show? Actually? Steve, I'll just drag you to a Muse gig. And then you can see a stadium gig. How would uh, what work, Steve? What, a half stadium show? As in they just don't sell out the whole thing on purpose? Yeah, the, they... sta- the stage is like halfway down the pitch. Oh, and okay. they just, they just black the out line. all the seats round back. Oh, right. So I, I saw REM. What's the point? Well, so, so it's bigger than an arena. But it's, it's filled. It but looks it's, filled. it's smaller yeah. than a stadium. The O2 is like 19,000 people. And then Wembley is like 85. Um, so can... the middle ground between that is oh. like... I'm going to stop you there, Lucas. I'm going to stop you there. James Dean Bradfield just said, because they're playing Australia, Skippy, Skippy, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. I wonder what he's trying to uh, get across with that. I'll come to a music with you, Lucas. I I imagine it would be very... I would watch you the entire time. Your big stupid face. (laughs) 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 Like that. I'd actually so, just have, yeah, so, so just have the spreadsheet out and I'd just be updating it with each track as yeah, I see it. Yeah, It's that halfway point between stadium and arena, but also it looks really good on paper if you've yeah. sold out a stadium. Yeah, that's I went, such I went a to cheat. See, I went to see REM at this exact stadium that we're they, looking at now. They'd only opened four seats, but they <laughs> sold it out. No, it was a half thing. Um, yeah. And that was in like 2005. Um, and then I went, and then again, they, they toured again in like 2008 or 2009, I think. And again, they put on tickets for Cardiff Millennium Stadium. And then a couple of weeks before the gig, they'd had to move the gig because not enough tickets had been sold. So they moved it to Cardiff Arena. Oh, wow. Which means they'd put 35,000 tickets on on sale and had only sold about 6,000. So Nicky's lying down have a little rest. Yeah. And then he got James Dean Bradford to come over to him. And did he say, how long have we got left? Pretty much. Yeah, and he went, oh, not long. And he's like, okay, good. And give him a thumbs up. That's wonderful. Well, there is there is a thing. They, they have to time this second half of their set because they're going to be broadcast to the BBC. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, there was a live link up uh, for A Design for Life that was watched by something like over 2 billion people. Wow. 
it was it was on the world service. So they're just making sure they're on time. Yeah. It's Elvis and Steve, here it comes. Uh, what did someone post on Twitter, Adam, about the fences? <laughs> Limited <laughs> fence paint. Yeah, shush, there's shush, a sign. Shush, shush, here it comes. Okay. There it is. That sounded better. Yeah, because yeah, he sort of did go black queef. He did yeah. black quiff. Yeah. Uh, for a band to truly claim they've sold out a stadium, really, they should put the stage in the middle so they can sell all the seats. Instead of having um, to cut off a section like you two, like you two did. Yeah, you two did. The, well, no, actually, they didn't put the stage in the middle though, Lucas. Oh, I thought you meant me and Adam. Sorry. They put I thought the stage... it had the big crab thing over it. Yeah, but they 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 didn't put it in the middle. They still put it at um one end or like off to the side of the stadium. Um, Metallica have done it, where they did put it in the middle. A few a few gigs have been done in the round, I think. REM, when they were at the height of their fame, didn't do it in the round, but the, the tickets were so popular that they had to sell out the seats behind them as wow. well. So they just couldn't see them, they just watched screens? No, they could, because what REM used at that time was a, um, a see-through gauze type thing mm-hmm. that um, they when you projected stuff onto it, it yeah. showed up. Okay. Um, but if you weren't, you could see through it. Right. Uh, yeah, I, when I saw Muse, one of their gigs at the O2, they had their, the stage wasn't in the round. It was at one end, but they had seats all the way around the back, mm. and they just they just sort of turned round sometimes, and yeah. the stage rotate yeah, the stage did some rotating seats, stuff, and like well, you're quite close though, aren't you? I saw Laura yeah, Marling guess. at the Royal Albert Hall, and she did it in the round, and that was lovely. But she said she had four microphones, and after each song, she went to a different one to face a different part of it. The... Yeah, that's how you'd want to do it, or a slowly rotating stage, which is great. Yeah, which is what, which is what, when I saw Muse at the O2 in a different tour where they were in the round, the stage was on a on a big, what do you call it? A, a giant lazy Susan. Imagine if it like, <laughs> imagine if it glitched out and it just went fucking like, <laughs> mad so and just went fast. so fast. And the, the instruments just flying off. Arcade Fire played. I saw them at the O2 and they they played in a giant boxing ring. Uh, cool. And so it actually had like turnbuckles and everything. Which which tour was that on? Everything now. Ah, uh, oh, they're um, they're ironic U2 sort of phase. Yeah. And they, yeah. um, and they, it was good. And they just did the thing where they just sort of go and stand over here. But obviously they've got like a dozen people on stage. So you're always watching someone. Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting band, Arcade Fire. That's my second favourite band. Interesting. Yeah, they're an interesting band. And in case you're wondering about who my first is, mm. um, it's the Manic Street well, it's Preachers. it's Manic Street Preachers now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What song's this? Well, he it's, just started talking about You Love pop, Us. And That's then a cover. Been... Is it Lust for Life? Hmm. I think so. It sounds like it. He does have a good voice. He has. There we go. Nice. Always a good one. Uh, guys, I've got another question here from okay. Google. Go. What time do the Manics come on stage? <laughs> uh, I think they're on about 9.15 well, no, uh, This one That's I reckon close. probably not close. until about 11 at this Okay one. but in general nine. Lucas, you know. uh, Yeah probably 9, 9.15 It's 9 8.45 oh, okay. Okay, yeah, They do great. like to play for a long time Yeah fair good. enough Do about 24 songs I think Do you know what's really good like I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to um, I was going to a gig 
and this could be a really good anecdote. You ready? Um, and I wanted to know when the band was going to come on because I might yeah. have, might have missed them. So I wanted to know when the, the band was going to come on. I phoned phoned up the venue and they had an automated message at the beginning telling you the time, so you didn't have to speak to anyone. Isn't that wow. good? Isn't that a good anecdote? Did you enjoy most that? Most of the time, I mean, Lucas, most times it would Lucas, say it on the ticket. Lucas, what? Lucas, uh, Luke, Lucas, um, Lucas, what do you think the best part of that anecdote was? The pointlessness of it. And Lucas, and Lucas, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this one. Which is I liked when I it want. finished. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> uh, it doesn't say it on the ticket, Lucas. What are you talking about? Yeah. Often gig tickets will say... It, it has the door. Doors yeah, at, the... stage time yeah. at. No, they wouldn't no. say stage time. I've, got, stage I've got a load of tickets in the drawer next to me. If so they right. had one suppo- sec. If, no, if they had support Shut up, act, Steve. If they had support acts, why would they tell you when the support yeah, acts end? Exactly. Like, the Stupid. venue will tell you if you ring up what the stage times are, but the band isn't going to tell you. I love that again. They're using the uh, the video. Yes, the sexy, confusing yeah. video. Horny video. It's a very horny video. So horny. He's thirsty video. <laughs> Lucas is desperately looking for this ticket. There's no right. way it says. Right, Lucas, I've got. I've got here. Right, was, I've got here. Was there a I've support got, act? Shut up. I've got here. Arcade Fire, Saturday the seventeenth of November two thousand and seven, London yep. Alexandra Palace. Yeah. Doors at six thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it says. Okay, good. Good <laughs> right. one. Yep. I've then, I've got, I've, what else have I got here? I've got uh, oh, uh, go Tuesday the 12th of April, 2016. Muse, uh, live at the O2 Arena. Yep, mm. get to the, yep. Doors at 6.30. Yep, so what you're doing is you're you're proving yourself wrong. This is right. good. Keep going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, here I've got the ticket to the first ever gig I ever went to in my oh, life. Oh, wow. Uh, Friday the 5th of December 2003. Wow. Uh, Muse at the Bournemouth International Centre. Oh, wow. Doors Bit. at 7pm. Yeah. Happy hour at 6 to 7pm. <laughs> Great. Okay. So I'm glad that we... Uh... <laughs> Happy hour. Happy hour. Good ticket, though. Look, it's all faded. It's delightful. Lovely. Nice. Bournemouth International Centre. That, that's, a, that's a decent venue, I think. That's a decent vent. I've seen a few... Uh, comedy acts now. Oh, we've got 10 minutes before we go global. Oh, I love Nicky Y. Uh, the Brighton Centre in Brighton is basically the exact same venue as the Bournemouth International Centre. I've never seen a band in the Brighton Centre, but I have it, seen, I've seen like, I've seen the Manics in Bournemouth. I've seen Arctic Monkeys on their first tour in Bournemouth International Centre. Is Bournemouth, is the Brighton Centre where we saw Vic and Bob, Adam? Yeah, it is, yeah. I also saw um, Joe Satriani play there. I saw Tenacious D there. Joe Satriani. Was it Tenacious him? D? I think it might not have even been him. Uh, I also saw Bill Bailey there. Oh, yeah. What, what was he going to see? <laughs> and I saw Green Day there way back when. Oh, that must have been, yeah, Adam, very early on. Adam, do you remember when me and you like saw Green Phil Day. Jupiter's? Uh, what, on his way to Acid Mother's Temple? That's correct, yes. well, you, yeah. That, that's really weird you'd say that because at that same Green Day gig... I saw Phil Jupiter. <laughs> really? That is quite he was odd. sat, That's he was weird. sat, and I looked up at the sitting area, and we were like, "That's Phil Jupiter watching them." Yeah, I mean, they are a very similar band to Acid Mother's Temple, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Aren't they? Hang on, wait. Let's let's hear this uh, this next fuck off. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh, he just said not that not that loud. Um, uh, the the Bournemouth International Centre, on the other hand, I saw Lost Profits at, so that's good. Yeah, when I went, it's to good to know that I financially supported. <laughs> that <laughs> when I went to CRM at this uh, at this stadium, 
uh, I saw my college tutor. Oh, right. Penny? No. Oh. Big big Dell. Del Pike. Oh, big fucking Dell. Yeah, good Legend. Lads. If you're listening, Del Pike, you're the best teacher I've ever had. He might be. He actually might be. I've yeah, talked to him about this. <laughs> big up to the person I don't know. Best teacher ever. Uh, but he wasn't my college tutor at that point. I just sort of, like, I'd only been to the induction day. And, uh, yeah, we bumped into each other. He was a legend. That was a um, he big He is fuck a off. legend. Oh, sorry, yeah, he, he remains He's a like legend. He's the main, like the main part of my audience when I go on tour in Liverpool. Fair. The main part, he's, what, like, he's 50% of your audience? Pretty much, yeah. There's usually about two people there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Wait. look at them all having fun. I was going to say, this one looks like it's a lot of fun. The band, the, the crowd has got less bouncy, I think, probably because they're all so smashed right now. Yeah, and knackered. Yeah. Long yeah. day. And then they'll, they'll wait for the big ones to get the energy back. I would say millennium consciousness means fuck all. How long we got left? Because I, uh, I need a wee. Great. Uh, I mean, you can, you can literally say... Fine. You can literally see how long we've got left. Uh, we've got about another, yeah, about another 15 minutes. You, 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 you knock off, Lucas. It's fine. Me and Steve can... <laughs> I'll the, knock uh, off for the day. Just, no, yeah, just clock out. <laughs> you, can take the, you can just make the time up. You guys know who Arthur Scargill is? No. He's a, he's a British uh, trade unionist, president of the National Union of Mine Workers from 1982 to 2002. Oh, this is cool. I also like that. That's the poster you were talking about. Yeah, it is. If you he tolerate, said tolerate this, he said you, tolerate. Yeah. So that's what they're playing now. Yeah, I reckon that's what they'll be playing. Do you think that's also, what they'll be playing though? I think because well, I can hear the intro to it, so I think they're going to play mm, the whole but song. Yes, but also, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think they'll mm. be playing it though? Yeah, mm. I think they I, are playing it now. I like Nikki's knee-high socks. Okay, they're making so. you feel confusing things. So the dwow is pre-recorded. Well, that bit. Oh, that's a. Oh, well, that's. I think the it's the keyboard, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the only pre-recorded thing that they use here is this: is the um, the sample from Tsunami. Oh yeah, the, the, and yeah, the the, uh, the drum sample for uh, "You Stole the Sun from My Heart." Oh. Although I always think when there is like the keyboard guy playing those bits, and that person's always like tucked into a dark bit of the stage, it sort of may as well just be pre-recorded. I like it when they've got um, yeah. like a, a rhythm guitarist or something that isn't in a band. And they're like literally behind the speaker stacks, like just kind of yeah, hiding. It yeah. looks so sad. Well, well the fucking the Rolling Stones do that, but they've got a whole band behind yeah. the stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's really mad. There's a whole band that you can't see playing for them. Is that real? Yeah. Because I really, because I would yeah. not put that past them. Yeah, it's mad. Because they are. I mean, yeah. When um, I, I mean, saw they them are five hundred years old. When I saw them at Glastonbury, um, uh, Mick Jagger did go off for a little rest. Yeah, of course. And he came back on. He needs to have a little lie down. I mean, my, cat's my cat's joined, joined us. us on the podcast. I'm trying to get into meow. Nah, he's no, run, he's run he's off. Gone. Just squeezing really hard. Oh yeah, do that. Um, like Muse have like the man with the keyboard, Morgan. And when I saw them on the gig where they played Morgan on the organ in the centre, so obviously they can't. There's no like dark corner you can hide in when the stage is in the middle. So he was in a little pit. They oh lowered God. him. So they he was lowered him down. He was physically <laughs> lower. They put so, him in a hole. So he was like he was like just off from the drum kit, which was in the centre revolving. 
and he was just off from that low in a little pit so he was probably like nipple height was probably like the stage that's amazing oh his little God. head poking up like a gopher and he had like a little so pit, horrible and he had like his he had like his keyboards and his guitars and he had like his whole setup but it was but all were just they like, were they like the they were on the stage at the right height oh. so he had to like reach up to play them <laughs> it was just him that was lower down yeah i thought that was a uh a unique way around the problem of hiding the little extra member so, of the so band. So Mannix have since added musicians. Um, and so they have a, a rhythm guitarist who goes on the... So as you're looking at it, it's on the left-hand side of the stage, but just like in line with Sean, the drummer, so he's just further back. Mm-hmm. But then what they've done recently is they've put him on a riser. Okay. So he's actually taller than the rest of the band. Okay. It's very odd. And then they've added a third guitarist, which they really don't need, and it winds me up. Yeah. So sometimes Jameson Bradfield isn't even playing the lead guitar part anymore. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm fine with that. Like they've uh, got to. Yeah, I'm I'm there to see the Manic Street Preachers play, not their mates. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with Adam's opinion. I mean, not Steve's. Of course, that would never happen. <laughs> um, That's if, not true. If you guys. If you tolerate this, your children will be next. Is a good song. That's so true. I'm telling you that now. That's like that's a hot take of mine, and this sounds really good live. And that solo yeah. was l- great. Big I song. Think, I think I've yeah. heard this song. I think I recognise this song. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah it might probably. be in one of the albums we've covered, Lucas. <laughs> um, Guys, what are you expecting? Um, this being the peak of their career, and I've said that a lot. Of, a lot means that obviously your expectation is that. They are on the decline after this. Yeah. So what what are you expecting? Just because they decline in popularity doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get worse, though. No, I agree. But I'm, I'm wondering what you expect. This this is probably... Well, you say that, Lucas, but like a lot of bands do just kind of lose steam in terms of they've run out of good ideas and oh, a lot yeah. of the later albums tend to be bad. And I'll be honest. I know, obviously, I love Send Away the Tigers, all jokes aside, but I am expecting it to not get as good. Oh no, they finished the song and they've got a vamp for two minutes. Well, they've got to like just do something for two minutes. Um, the greatest cars in the world. Oh, you can just see they've got the Welsh flag on one of the, on one of the amps and the Cuban flag next to it. Mm. Just a little bit of a hint about where they're going to go. So I did say I think that I reckon it's obviously going to get a bit more... They're going to go more slogan-y, more political... Um, you think and, they're going to make a return? Well, you've you've no send away the tigers, so you have spoilers. spoilers. I'm talking about the next album. Uh, I th- well, no, Adam sort of already gave us a little hint as to the next what the next album's from the B sides. He said these are going to get a bit more rocky based on the B sides. Yeah, the B sides. Yeah, the B sides that we've done. What are you talking about? Oh, what the- you're talking about? Prologue to history. Yeah. Okay, one of them's an A side, isn't it? Okay. Um, and but, Prologue history, but, but Prologue to History was released before This Is My Truth, Tell Me Yours. Sean Moore? Sorry, he's just been introduced on the DVD. I'm not just. I, that is. wasn't my attempt at getting the joke in. <laughs> Sean Moore. Sean Moore. That's it. Done. So they yeah. got told to vamp for two minutes. And so they just decided to introduce themselves instead of just yeah. playing some music. They, they, do this, they do this at every gig. He always uh, introduces the band. One mins. One minutes. Um, when we went to see Stereophonics. Um, what happens in one minute? They go live on the BBC. They go live on TV. I thought they were just live with that song. No, it's a design for life. And if you'd listened to what I had said, you'd know that. <laughs> he just said he was born in Bristol, but he's very nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> there he is. That's the first time we've seen him, isn't it? Like his face. Possibly. We've just seen his hands, maybe. Did it, did the muse ever introduce Morgan on the organ? Uh, Morgan on the organ. Uh, I think he does occasionally get a little shout out. Oh, that's, that's good of them. <laughs> Has there ever been an organ on the Morgan? So that was that was a clap for Richie Edwards there as well. Oh, that's very nice. nice. They always introduce him. Sorry, I did a shit joke over it. Nice. Oh, we got. Now they're doing the countdown after the millennium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not sure. He can't remember. There we go. Everyone's suddenly. Everyone's suddenly very excited again. So then this live. is the BBC footage, I believe. Oh, so they've now changed. No, but this is what is being Oh, okay, I see what you mean. Because that was a lovely crane shot of the crowd. I like how like, it's sort of re-saying hello to the band, to yeah. the audience, sorry, as if it's the start of a gig. Yeah. Yeah. Design for Love. I knew they'd play it. <laughs> so why... So the, the guy that just introduced them, the, the man... That wasn't on BBC or anything. No, that's oh. just for the crowd. Um. Oh, look at these big mates. That guy was in a silver jumpsuit, which is very millennium. <laughs> do you remember those, sure something uh... gutting happens to him during this song. What do you mean? Uh, James Dean Bradfield. What do you mean? Oh, no. What happens? Um, well, bear in mind, you know, biggest gig of their life in front of 60,000 people. Please tell me he falls over. Being broadcast to two billion people across the world on the BBC oh, World Service. Oh, does he trip? He doesn't trip, but his his guitar strap breaks. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever had to sit down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got photos of Adam doing exactly that from a gig I yeah. was at. Jumping away. It's nice when, I, when we see James jumping. Yeah, it's nice to have that enthusiasm coming through. Yeah. Well, and so a guy didn't goes. come. Oh well, yeah, there guy, we go. <laughs> a guy didn't come and fix it for him. It's doing it now. He's not. Talk- it's not. Uh, he's, he's got not no guitar. The guitar. Man. You can hear it. Yeah. Where's the Where's the guitar tech? Oh, there we go. Uh, he tried to put it back on, but it didn't work. Oh, this is so depressing. <laughs> I'm really TV. cringing. Oh my god, I can't deal with this. This is really cringy. I mean, he's, he's dealing with it well, but can you imagine? They've just gone live. He's going to do his Axel Rose dance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, he got through it. There we go. It was fine. It was fine. It was okay. He I really enjoyed out. his Axel Rose dance. That was great. <laughs> Been trying to find a GIF of that for ages. Oh man! Oh, well, now you've got this in a digital format. You could just no, I make don't. It. We're all watching the DVD. Yeah, yeah, DG- DVDs. What's the first uh, letter in the acronym there? It's uh, digital. Digi- yeah, digital. Digital, digital. digital video, digital, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you could make that GIF and and give that to the world. I can GIF it to the world. You can, yeah, you yeah, can GIF good. it to the world. Um. Gift the World was that a charity single, wasn't it? I think you're thinking of Feed the World. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, even yeah. that was called um, Do They Know It's Christmas? Hmm. So, oh, yeah. Giftmas? Is that something? Can we work? Can we riff on that? 
Look at that guy's haircut. That's a lot of gel. <laughs> a lot of gel spiked up. Perfect. The other day. Yeah. Do you remember when we used to gel just the front of the yep. fringe up? Yeah. And the rest was all flat. That's why the in-betweeners was perfect, wasn't it? And yet you would, you would use more gel doing that little bit than I would use on my entire head in a month now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, there's the strings on guitar. Oh, that's good. That sounded good. This sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it does sound good. Oh, man, good. I'm very excited about seeing them, man. We've got one more of these commentaries to do as well. Okay, cool. Is it from a gig when they they start getting smaller and so it's at like a little venue? It yeah. is, but also it's a very interesting gig. I want you to promise me that you won't look up anything about it. Okay. When is it in I the mean, timeline? I mean, do you really think I'm going to do that, Adam? What? Not look something up? No, look been... it, look, look it yeah, up know, and do some kind of Well, prep. it might come up if you're researching bits on uh, on the next album, Know Your Enemy. It's not like we've researched bits before, is it? <laughs> Oh, were they going to smash their instruments? Yeah, there we go. Not quite, but sort of the sturdiest bass guitar in the world. As I'd you're love about to, to find smash out. an instrument. Oh, it'd yeah. be good, wouldn't it? Unfortunately, that's James Dean Bradfield's um, favorite guitar, so he just pops that down by I've, the amp. <laughs> I found a broken guitar um, in the cupboard, and it went through my mind that I wanted to smash it to bits because it would be cool. Yeah, but I still Is couldn't bring much- myself to do it. Really? Yeah, because it seems Is there much wrong. joy to smashing a guitar that's already broken? Yeah, and like you're not on a stage like doing it with like yeah. for an, you're just doing it because you'd always wanted to do it. It's Nicky just looks same. pissed off now because it didn't break. He's annoyed his guitar didn't break. No, that's not going to get it. He's like, "Come on, break!" <laughs> no. This is good. This is good country. Oh my god, it is just not breaking. He's getting really upset. <laughs> does it break? Spoilers. Does it break, Adam? It's because he's letting go of it at the end. He there needs to hold go. the neck all the way through to the end. Oh, there you go. It's broken. Is he going to give people some bits? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. <laughs> letting himself down nice and gently. Yeah. How, problem is, how that, do you give oh that my to god. someone? You just put it in the crowd and let people battle over it. Yeah, and that's got to be. Someone still owns that somewhere. Someone's is... got that, yeah, which is really cool. Are they they're listening? About like, they're about 30 here, which is cool. Oh, so are we. Probably younger than us. There we go. Oh, I'm 31 now. All right, thoughts. Oh, oh yeah. Thoughts on you being 31? Um, no, thoughts on the Cheers for the invite watched. to your birthday party? Uh, well, I was in lockdown, wasn't I, at the time? Well, cheers yeah. for the invite. Yeah, why don't you invite us? Apart from uh, the fact that you, you couldn't. Yeah. Oh, they Thoughts really on that gig, guys. That, that was a good gig. They sounded really good. I preferred yeah, that good. one to the other one because yeah, it had better than the other one. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Definitely. Um, man, the Millennium Show. That's cool. Executive producer Nikki Wire. The DVD subtitles were done by European Captioning Institute. And it's that it's that kind of thing we like to cover in this, isn't it? Yeah, that's the end of they it. They did an okay job. Um, some of the lyrics are wrong on the subtitles. Yeah, they really? yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was a nice chills. I, I, I enjoyed watching that. Um, bye. Uh, is that how we're ending it? Oh, um, I mean, well, not not now that we've. 
Now you've interrupted. Uh, I mean, we could have left it at that, but then we you... could have left it. Twitter, do you reckon this is anyone's first episode? I doubt it. Yeah, what if it was someone that worked on the DVD but isn't especially a fan of the band, but they just want to know what we think of like their production? Mm. Uh, well, what did we think of the production? I thought it was yeah, it was fine. fine. It, it was, was fine. Now it wasn't that good, yeah. really. Actually, it was pretty. There wasn't a lot going on. Okay. okay. Well, as uh, once again, Lucas, the more negative uh, opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the next uh, the next episode will be the next album, correct? So it'll be Know Your Enemy. Yeah. Well, okay. Mm. Let's let's just. What are you guys expecting? So give me some uh, more politics, or predictions. Bit heavier. Not as good. Mm. Interesting. Okay, Lucas. Well, yeah, I feel like unless they take a, a sharp U-turn, I imagine we're now just going to see more of the same, but slowly, more of the same get, for what? Slowly, for like... slowly getting more boring because you've heard it for the last decade. So you're thinking when you say more of the same, do you mean this is my truth? Yeah. Right. Okay. So you think uh, but, but, sound... uh, but then a bit more heavy here and there. I don't think we're going to go back to like Generation Terrorist, Gold Against the Soul type stuff, okay. and I don't see them like picking up like electronic music or become or doing like a country and western album okay okay it wouldn't be great country music shit Uh, oh that's that's not true that's That's not true that's very not true country's great oh oh lucas can i make you a country and western playlist please uh if you want it's not not all (laughs) shit i mean i went to the country country music museum in in nashville and it was enjoyable and there's but i mean Modern country music is, I mean, what's the Bo Burnham bit about country music? Yeah, no, no, but there's good stuff as well. You know, you can't just. Uh, you know, I'll make I'll make a playlist. Lucas, okay, we'll talk about it. We'll do a whole bonus episode on my country western yeah. music playlist that I made for Lucas. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so Lucas, you think it will be? This is my truth with maybe a few tweaks and a bit more riffage, more riffage. Okay, all right. Oh, so maybe like a more guitar based. This is my truth. I mean, I wouldn't say more guitar-based because it's not like any of their songs are particularly anti-guitar. Well, This Is My Truth had a lot of organ and Yangshi and... Oh, yeah, true, uh, it did. I've already know, forgotten that, it. that thing from Tsunami and stuff like that. You say anti-guitar, but do you think the next album will be Uncle Guitar? Do we usually use the sign-off at the end of the bonus episodes? I can't I actually can't remember. No, I can't remember. Um, I'll do it just in case we do, and then I'll listen back and I'll edit it out if we if we don't. Uh, we live in urban hell and we destroy rock and roll. Bye, Sean Moore. <laughs>